11 o'clock here in the city. It is Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440 brought to you by Play L. Wait, no, brought to you by Bullhawk Beef Jerky. I got distracted by uh, Gruff walking through the hallways here in the mall. Gruff walking tall today. He's got the Packers sweater on. He's flexing on me. I mean, other shows on the stage are brought to you by Play Alberta. Use your game sense. But here, Willock Beef Jerky. Were you using your game sense this weekend as you chowed down on some uh, Will Hawk taking in the football games? Always use the game sense. Always. Always use the game sense. Always bet responsibly. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way I know how. (laughs) When you're doing those 14-leg parlays. uh, (laughs) Doing it responsibly, though. It's house money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It is the frenzy brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, right here in West Edmonton Mall, WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Tough one for Trent and the Cowboys last night. Gavin, who Alberto, my buddy, anyone else who's a Cowboys fan, my goodness, that just, that did not go the way I think they had planned it. From the start, the Green Bay Packers looked absolutely phenomenal on both sides of the ball. It, to me, was a masterclass from the moment they won the coin flip. In hostile territory, we all know how good the Cowboys have been at home over the past couple seasons. Matt Lafleur, uh, like I assume, it was the game plan uh, within his captain's uh, hands to uh, to make that decision. Should they win the flip, is that yeah? If we get it, we want the ball. We want it right now, and uh, go out there, long drive, silence the crowd, pick them apart all the way down the field, finish it with a score uh, to kind of cap it off. It, it was pretty much all downhill from there for the Cowboys. My condolences to uh, to Trent, to Gavin. Um, I don't think I know any other Cowboys fans. Those might be the only two. I've got a pretty good... Uh, my buddy, Alberto. A pretty, well, I don't know him, but <laughs> my condolences, Alberto. As uh, Yeah, it's... Uh, how about them Cowboys? Certainly was a tough one. Uh, we'll recap those games. A look ahead to the action today. Uh, the NHL, of course. The Edmonton Oilers, winners of 10 straight. That's pr- it's pretty crazy. Um, we'll just one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. If you want to text into the show, I don't know if I've said it. I'm Connor Howie. He's Brandon Douglas. If you don't know now, you know. But for the Edmonton Oilers, and I, I tweeted it last night when we were back in November and things were not looking good. I saw you know there, and I'll say the the optimist of the optimists were saying, well, St. Louis did it. They went from worst to first, so the Oilers still do have a chance. And I agreed, they did have a chance. But I, I always would tell them. Remember, St. Louis went on an 11-game winning streak. They they really got hot in the new year, the new calendar year, and got back into position. Well, the Edmonton Oilers have gone on an eight-game winning streak, then lost three, then won 10. So I I think that's pretty much comparable with the 11-game winning streak that the St. Louis Blues went on before their magical run. Not saying the Oilers are going to do that, but they're putting themselves in a position where they can at least get into the dance and they're playing some... uh, some okay hockey. I don't think it's been their best hockey. I think that at times, you know, capitalizing on the ability to go to overtime to get those wins or a shootout, but that's okay. Just keep stacking them up. Keep getting those wins. And now for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, they'll be coming home to take on a Toronto Maple Leafs team on Tuesday. And the crowd down at Rogers will be a little bit hostile. It's going to be a whole lot of fun uh, today in the NHL. Of course, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. There's a uh, lots of action going on in the afternoon. One game going on right now: St. Louis, or the Sharks and Br- Sabers, currently tied, scoreless early on. Not great for you fantasy people, unless maybe you uh, took the under in this one. Then maybe you're happy about it. But there's a lot of games to get to today in the NHL. Uh, we'll go back to the Packers as well because uh, we wanted to talk about that game. And Brandon, you you kind of touched on it there, like 
if you go back and look at the the drives for the uh, the Green Bay Packers and how it started, touchdown, punt, touchdown, 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 punt, punt, end of game. Like they, when they needed to, they were scoring points almost with ease, finding ways to score. You know, defensive touchdowns. Like, and we we had talked about this going in, and it was kind of a almost a hesitation to take these guys if you are playing daily fantasy for the Green Bay Packers because you never really know which receiver is going to go off. And I had said I liked Romeo Dobbs this season. I'm not claiming to have said I liked him for this game, but this season, but he was just so inconsistent. Uh, in this game, six receptions, 151 yards, and a score. Uh, Musgrave, three receptions, 52 yards, and a score. Dontavian Wicks, uh, Jaden Reed, three targets, no receptions. But that's, that's just what makes this Green Bay team so hard to defend is that you don't know which receiver it is going to be. I, I, I don't know if they have a superstar, but they've got three or four, maybe five when you throw in the two tight ends, pretty good, reliable targets that can go off on any week. And the, the fact that their defense kind of showed up, and it, like it's, it's easily been the most chastised part of that team. Uh, all year. The special teams haven't been great either, but they outclassed the Cowboys in every facet of the game. The Cowboys special teams was a disaster. Their defense couldn't stop a noisebleed. You just talked down or ran down uh, each drive the Packers had. I think that if you discount the fourth quarter when, yes, the Cowboys made it kind of close, but at one point the Packers had already taken out their starters. Yeah. A couple punts there, only two other punts in the whole game. Um, no field goals, all touchdowns. Like It was a good old-fashioned ass-kicking. And the Cowboys, they've got some assessment to do here. Like Mike McCarthy has been on the hot seat for a couple years in a row with the inability to get it done in the playoffs. They've got a few wins mixed in there, but of course not getting back to the NFC championship game that I think almost all Cowboys fans kind of hold the franchise to a standard to because of the story tradition, the large amounts of success in the 90s. But it has been since 1995, the last time the Cowboys played in an NFC championship game. And uh, after the, like, I think a lot of people had tagged uh, – Dan Quinn as the heir apparent to the head coaching job. Well, after that performance, how can you realistically feel confident uh, putting that guy in charge when in the biggest game, the Cowboys defense was nowhere to be seen. And same could go for the Seattle Seahawks, who Quinn has been linked to as maybe their new head coach as well. Um, so yeah. it just creates, like, after this, apart from the Cowboys losing out, and of course the seven seed um, advancing to now take on the Niners next weekend, it, it creates even more confusion with the huge coaching carousel that uh, that was already afoot across the league. This just uh, muddies the waters a little bit more because McCarthy now question, question, uh, questionable at his future with the team, and then even who's going to take over, and does Dan Quinn end up landing somewhere else now after that too? So just more questions, more more than answers after that game. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Packers fan, it was about as good as it can get. One, you're winning a playoff game. <laughs> it was a blowout. I kind of joked it was 27-7 at half. Now I have some <laughs> yeah, flashbacks good, for me. Good screenshot. Yeah, good. the Chargers were also up, but the Cowboys... I mean, didn't have the comeback like the Jags and the Packers handled their business. But you talk about that perfect drive, 7.52 off the clock to start the game, 12 plays, 75 yards. Uh, interception led to a three-play, 19-yard touchdown. Uh, but then their third, uh, it was five and a half minutes, 10 plays, 93 yards. They had another one hit in the second quarter, kind of quicker, five plays, 75 yards, three plays, 75 yards eight plays, 40 yards. Like, that's when they just started to break that Cowboys defense's will. Uh, we saw it also 
in your game, the Houston Texans. Congratulations, uh, C.J. Stroud. Not looking like a rookie in the playoffs. That Browns defense came in. We talked about how good it was. I thought it might be a little bit closer, but C.J. Stroud, I mean, he picked his spots, and, and that Browns defense looked nothing like we had expected it to, and, and there were plays to be made downfield, and it could have been worse. There could have been more points on the board. It, they pulled the starters basically like at the start of the fourth quarter, um, if not even before. Uh, I can't remember exactly, but um, I, I did not know this uh, because I had been pumping the Browns tires all season, how good the defense <laughs> was, of course, but their defense on the road was actually pretty bad uh, all season. And I hadn't, I only came across that stat on Twitter uh, just uh, Saturday morning, actually. I don't know where I'd missed it or if it hadn't been out there as much, whatever the case, but you got to give credit where it's due. And the Texans uh, look like a team that uh, was ready to win a playoff game. The Browns did not. Joe Flacco, the kind of clock striking midnight on that story, a little bit turning back into the proverbial pumpkin. Um, I don't know. the Without Tank Dell, I was cautious about the opportunity for this offense to have success. But basically... Um, it was just the Nico Collins show, and then uh, uh, Brevin Jordan, with, he had one catch. Guy's got wheels it. all of a sudden. I couldn't believe how fast <laughs> that guy was. Uh, uh, Canadian John Metzi, shout out him with a, a number of receptions. But, like, you, you go down the list, and only Nico Collins had six. Nobody else had more than three, which included a Singletary out of the backfield. But uh, they ran the ball decently well. I mean, 66 yards and, of course, a score for Singletary, too. I don't, it was kind of just a really collective team effort. I gave a lot of credit to the Texans' O-line, uh, shutting down Miles Garrett and co. Uh, up front, Laramie Tunsil, still getting it done. Uh, I had a tweet out about it seems like forever ago that they traded what seemed like a Huge overpayment of picks Quite the uh, down to Miami to get Tunsil after he kind of fell out of favor down there as the Dolphins were in the middle of another turnaround rebuild type situation. And uh, the Texans defense, we talked about it with Gavin last week. I uh, talked about it with a few different people throughout the seasons, how it was a little bit of a confusing defense because the numbers told you that it was pretty good. But when you watch the games, it seems like they could really get gashed, uh, especially in the pass game. But their one redeeming factor, they could turn the ball over. And we uh, we saw it again with a couple pick sixes. Um, uh, Nelson, Steven Nelson, isn't that the name of the bully on The Simpsons? It's Nelson for sure. Is that his first name? Yeah, I think so. Nelson oh. Muntz. Nelson, okay, that makes sense. Either way. Uh, so, Stephen Nelson. So Stephen Nelson. Um, and then uh, Christian Harris, he had a big sack in the game as well as the another uh, pick six too. So it was. it's funny because you talk about C.J. Stroud's poise and calm demeanor and like marching the offense down the field a couple different times, but it was really the defense, I think, for the Texans was the kind of the bigger story in this game. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really – it was nice to see. And D'Amico Ryans, what do you know? Good coach. Derek Stingley shut down Amari Cooper. Yeah, who I think is still probably uh, battling an injury a little bit, uh, but still Stingley, a former first round pick too, so he's kind of living up to the billing. And yeah, D'Amico Ryan's my only issue now is does this mean that Bobby Sloak is gonna go get hired somewhere <laughs> as a head coach because he's uh, he's turned the, he's been a big part of this team turning it around in such short order. Yeah, he's gonna get a lot of credit for all that offense has done and C.J. Stroud for sure. I, I just think Laramie Tunzel, he even had the injury in that game and then mm-hmm. still was able to get to back out there and grind it neutralize out. Neutralize one of the best. And they moved Garrett around and tried him in a few different positions, uh, both sides on the interior a little bit, and really nothing doing. It was, a, it was a really good collective effort. I think, of course, headlined by the top paid player on the line and uh, and one of the best in the league at the position. So uh, shout, out, shout out Laramie and uh, one of the best uh, draft day photos of all time. Yeah, oh, there's been a, a a new one of those going around with Marvin Harrison. 
But I think just so he'll follow the charges. I was gonna say, didn't didn't you personally fabricate that and get that out there to try and make? Well, his it wasn't me, fall? but uh, it, yeah, he's in his Ohio State <laughs> uniform with the fake gas mask on. Like, oh my gosh, this is awful. He should fall to five. Yeah, it's uh, that that was something. <laughs> Fantasy frenzy, a strong proponent of uh, not spreading false no. rumors around, but. Connor Halley will make the exception when it comes to uh, benefit. If we the can get Mark Sanders supercharged, Connor will say whatever needs to be said. He will tweet whatever needs to be tweeted. Just needs to pass Arizona, and he's good. Uh, the Chiefs doing what we expect them to do against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I don't want to say it's as simple as the weather, but uh, the Miami Dolphins. I mean, their their defense was just so beaten up. Tua Tagovailoa. I don't know, Brandon. I mean, this guy thrives in the weather when it's great. Cold night in. Kansas City, Missouri, the Mo, the Mo. I I don't know. I I think it's it's fair to question him in those situations. Even the touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. I mean, crazy underthrown. It's like a broken play. And, and Tyreek's a stud, so he made it happen. But uh, not not a great night for Tua. Uh, the Dolphins also couldn't get the run game going, averaging just four point two yards per carry. That's actually not terrible. That'll set you up for some third and short situations. But uh, Isaiah Pacheco, as we expected, twenty four carries, eighty nine yards. Patrick Mahomes threw the ball forty one times, and uh, it looks like for the time being, Rasheed Rice is the guy. Eight receptions, 130 yards, and the touchdown. Good good because I think we saw this one coming for the Miami Dolphins, though. And uh, I know their fans online love to go after other quarterbacks. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa struggling. I don't know. Like When you look at this this Dolphins team here going forward, like are, are they going to be the team that needs to have home field advantage? They need to win their division to get out of that first round because going to Kansas City, going to... I don't know. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. None of these places are particularly nice during the uh, month of January. A lot of the good teams are cold weather teams. none of them are indoors. So you got to pick your poison uh, in terms of which kind of matchup you might want because we have to assume that the Bengals will be back in the mix with Joe Burrow healthy next season. Um, Josh Allen, the Bills aren't going anywhere. We... This year proved it as much as anyone uh, ever, as much as the Chiefs struggled this year on offense and the drops and everything. Here they are, back in a divisional playoff game and hosting one at that. So, yeah, the, the Dolphins, I'd love Chomskers, a noted Miami fan on the inbox, to, to chime in and get to give us an impression of what do Miami fans want. Like, do they think that they – like? Tua, Tua, I'd say health. Tua's a good quarterback. Is he a Super Bowl-winning quarterback? We talked about this last week, Connor, how he throws the ball. Of course, a lefty, so it kind of changes our perception weirdly. <laughs> I, I don't know why or how, but it, it, it does. For Not me. mine. Oh. I just don't think he has a strong arm. He, he does. So here's the thing. <laughs> we talked about it. Great touch. Yeah. Great touch. But Good decision-making usually. In the wind, uh, in the elements that we saw on Saturday night, every ball he threw more than you know, 5, 10 yards downfield looked like it was stopping dead in the air. Like, very affected by the wind. And maybe it was just a, a visual effect. Like, who knows if it actually was. But it seemed like it just gave um, Chiefs defenders way more time to close on receivers that maybe were open or, or windows closing and either, A, break the pass up or tackle them for, for very little gain after the fact. I don't know. The, the Dolphins just look soft out there. And, yes, their defense is absolutely abused uh, with injuries right now. But they looked they looked like they were allergic to tackling. They looked cold. They look like they didn't want to be there. And uh, when you when you have Isaiah Pacheco running downhill at you, yeah. that's a pretty scary scene. I wouldn't want to tackle him either. But guess what? I'm not a professional football player. So it, uh, I, I don't want to say I called it, but I was 
very heavily leveraged on the Chiefs to cover these points, and they uh, they did so quite handily, obviously. Uh, I'll just say Dolphins goofed in that draft. They should not have taken Tua Tungavailoa. They should have taken Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert would have thrown for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards this season. I agree. He throws a, <laughs> he throws a ball hard. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on to the final game here. Lions, Rams. Shout out to the Lions fans out there. I don't know too many. I know Dusty. I know my buddy Steve. Uh, Liam, I believe, from Oilers Nation. Oh, really? He's a Lions fan. So shout out to those. I think Dusty's the longest <laughs> suffering. Uh, suffering Lions fan. So, of, of note in uh, our community. Yeah, so I hope I hope they all enjoyed that game last night. That was a, I, We got our entertainment value. Jared Goff got his revenge game, 22 of 27. Uh, fantasy perspective, if you did daily, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is probably the one guy that, that really paid off. Of course, Bukunakua went pretty crazy as well. 181 yards on nine receptions, 10 targets. Very effective. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I hope he's okay. I'm pretty sure he had a concussion last night. His head walloped off that turf out at Ford Field. Uh, Detroit Lions, it was a close one, but they don't care. Uh, they're on to the next round. I think they're going to host another game, so good for the Detroit Lions. Um, we'll, we'll follow it along closely here and see what happens. Uh, when we come back here on Fantasy Frenzy, we'll look at the today's action. Also, the NHL will get you an update, an update on the one game going on right now, Sharks-Sabers. A thriller to get the morning going on this uh, MLK Day down in the United States. It's Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky, Hallie and Douglas on Sports 1440. 11.22 it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Lanuke, Spruce Grove and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. It is Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas coming to you live from the Stingray Studios here on the west side of Edmonton. Hope you guys all had a safe weekend, stayed warm, didn't use up too much energy, and uh, yeah, just hope it was a great time. Brandon, uh, you had a little beer league last night. How'd that go? I did, yeah. Watching the uh, Rams-Lions from the bench at the Claire Drake Arena. I will say this, for that, the power grid getting a little like overloaded on Saturday night, Obviously, a very nerve-wracking time for for people out there, whether it be, um, you know, you got kids in the house or, like, a guy that plays on my beer league team, like, he's got a couple-month-old baby. Um, Your power goes out. You can't, like, that's pretty scary. So I think that they had to do was they probably just went down to Claire Drake Arena and turned off the heaters in the dressing rooms, (laughs) and that relieved the energy supply enough to uh, uh, put everybody back on even footing. And I will admit I stole that joke from somebody in the on the team. I can't even remember. I wish I could give credit. I can't remember who said it because the Drake, notorious for having the heat, just cranked in the dressing rooms. Makes for an uncomfortable intermission, but as long as the beer is cold, it's it's all good. They turn that off and the city just lights up again. (laughs) Oh, my God. The old uh, Christmas vacation type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Certainly not ideal. Big win for the Trumps. Good. 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 Like to hear that. Okay. Let's go into the inbox for the Canadian Brew House sending you to the Super Bowl. We're only a couple weeks away from sending one lucky winner to the Super Bowl. You and I will be down at the Ice House on AFC NFC Championship weekend. I wish I could win. Me, well, you know, maybe if someone wins, they'll, they'll take, take us- you. That would be probably cool. not us because it's only for two. Do you think? Uh, yeah, they'd have to pick. <laughs> they'd make us fight. They'd like create a circle in the middle of the ice house, throw us like two halves of a broken mop, and be like, "Fight, fight over this second <laughs> ticket to go to the Super Bowl." Prison rules. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Probably wouldn't happen though. You're pretty safe at the CBH, and also make sure you get the app because all you have to do is download the app from the Apple 
App Store or Google Play and you can start earning points and rewards at the CBH Plus. You'll get a free order of garlic fingers just for signing up. It's going to be a great time. Head down to the CBH uh, tonight for some football. Also tomorrow when the Oilers take on the Leafs. Jumping into the inbox here. As I click the wrong button. While I do that, I'll just tell you, give us a follow on uh, social media. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads. We're up to almost 400 followers on Threads. We post our lineups there, so you can always go check us up there. And also, I want to mention, if you head over to sports1440.ca, on the main page, we have a link directly to a GoFundMe account that was set up for Robin Brownlee's family. Uh, Sam, Annalyn, Michael, just uh, to help help him get through this time. Obviously, uh, the unfortunate passing of our good friend Robin Brownlee last week. Uh, anything we can do to help out. We're going to do it, and if you want that link, you can always text in to one 1440 We will uh, pass that along to you, or you can head over to sports1440.ca. The link is set up directly on our main page. Jordan says, hey, Connor, have you checked in on Gavin yet? I heard he's a Packers fan now from Jordan, the least fan. Well, yeah, I, I did speak to him. He sent me a text that if you need anyone to come on and talk Cowboys, then let me know. And we don't have a delay, so I don't want to have him on quite yet. He's too angry. Some swears might squeak out. Yeah, we don't have a dump button. Yeah, so it's it's we just we just can't do it right now. Uh, we, there there's standards we have to uphold <laughs> as broadcasters in Canada, and uh, it might get a little too heated. So we're we're gonna hold off on that one for now. But uh, I did see him down at first round, and he's rocking the Packers jersey because he did lose the bet. Uh, Tiger texted in earlier when I was growing up in the 70s the only association with the NFL for a living for a living in the country were the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders <laughs> so I became a fan of the Cowboys I had the poster held it up every night <laughs> I I won't finish the rest of that but uh Tiger yeah. you dog yeah kind of kind of lured me in and I didn't just, read the last line of that we one just finished saying there's certain things these <laughs> we quality conduct the CRTC that we can't say on AM radio and Tiger pretty well just finagled us into saying that very lewd comment well he I'll held a funny one he held it up that's all I'm saying he held it up and admired it he didn't have any tax so he had to hold it up when he would look at it that's all yeah very innocent there you go uh, oh Jordan says that was his Packers jersey that Gavin had to wear okay okay it's triple C in a truck. I'm surprised Jordan could even stand up after the game. Guys, why are we getting into these uh, lewd comments? Unless that's something, I don't know. Uh, Packers fans had to be excited. We'll, we'll certainly go with that one. Lance says, keep up the good work. Yes, thank you, Lance. We do appreciate it. Uh, Lance, if you're still locked in here, what what is going on with the Raiders head coaching search? I have a buddy, Johnny. Give me Belichick. Well, okay, so you're, you're Max Crosby. You say you're the face of that franchise right now because it's him and Devontae Adams. You don't you'd hire AP or I'm requesting a trade. You're telling me that you'd rather have Antonio Pierce than Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, maybe Pete Carroll? Like, with all due respect, AP, I know he he turned that team around. He gave them some swagger. But if you're telling me in two or three years that they'll be better with him than one of those coaches I just listed, I think I think I'd call you wrong. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like when he did that, that was kind of like, you're as, if you're Mark Davis, man, you're putting me in a tough spot. I don't want to trade you. You're our best player. But you can't be making threats like that to dictate who's going to be running our franchise, in my opinion. 
I, no, I, I agree. And we live in a, a day and age of pro sports where the players hold more power than I think they ever have. We we saw it obviously kind of at the forefront with the NBA players request trades at will. They not only request trades, they pretty much demand landing spots. They're traded to um, the NHL with our, the young players coming in and becoming re- unrestricted free agents earlier than ever and uh, demanding where they end up and, and refusing to sign long term, even though they're still RFA status. Down the list, and, and of course in the NFL, the biggest business that is um, in the sporting world across North America. These And like you said, he's the face of a franchise. He's got more leverage than anybody there because um, the only thing that would hold that back is, I mean, hey, he's still a defensive player. He's not a quarterback. Um, so if this was a star quarterback making this type of thing, it might hold even more weight. But he is still the guy there uh, in Vegas. So I, I don't know. Would I, if I was Mark Davis in this situation, it's like, these are proud guys. Do you almost not hire AP out of spite? Oh, I like. I will not be strong armed. Yeah, like that. Like, that was in my mind what Mark Davis would do because yeah, there's ego there. Mark Davis saying like, there's no way. Like if Bill Belichick answers your call, if you're Mark Davis, you're like, hey Bill, do you want to come coach uh, in the desert? And Bill's like, yeah. That's my Bill Belichick impression. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Uh, and he, he says, you know what? Yeah, I, I like what you got going on there. I like your foundational pieces. And then Mark Davis says, okay, but what if it doesn't include Max Crosby? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that? But I mean, like, realistic, if your Crosby and Bill Belichick lands in town, has a one-on-one with you and says, listen, son, here's what we're doing. This is what I envision, yada, yada, yada. You still think Max Crosby's like, nope, jettison me out of town. Or one of these other veteran guys like a Pete Carroll, like a Harbaugh. These guys have a lot of respect in the football community. Like, I get it if the Raiders were to go and hire a first-time head coach, another, like, up-and-comer or something like that over the in-house guy, Antonio Pierce. That I could understand a little more frustration. But we're talking about some of the most legendary names and proven commodities that the NFL has to offer, and so many of them up for grabs at once. It's not like you're just holding out on a prayer to get one of them. There's a lot of names there. Your chances of landing one of them, I would think, are pretty good. Legendary I mean, franchise. Yeah. Uh, but the opportunities right now. You got L.A. Chargers, Las, uh, Las Vegas. You've got the Commanders. Commanders could be enticing. Carolina Panthers, to me, of the th- four teams I've listed already, not one I want to go to. See, list all 32 teams in the NFL. Let's say they all had vacant head coaching positions. The Panthers would be last. Yeah. Between the team, the owner, the market, to be honest. Like, it's a smaller market. Like, th- there's very little to to like about that job. You're right. You're right. You don't have a first-round pick. Like, there, there's just a... I don't know, and I'm just, you know, watching from afar, and I, I've got no horse in the race. I, I don't like the Raiders. I guess I guess I dislike them, to be honest. So maybe I do have a horse in the race, but to me it just seems like if your star player puts that out there, it's not a good sign. Lance chimes in. The coaching, the coaching search is turning into a mess. All the fans are fighting about it. The Raiders' discord is a dumpster fire right now. They're even fighting about if smoking cigars was a good idea. Well, probably not good for their lungs, but you know what? Maybe it was a little too much celebration for nothing. I don't know. But if I if I was Max Crosby, I suppose I might look at it like, hey, we had John Gruden, fired him, brought in Rich, Rich Passaccia, loved him, and they went away from him for Josh McDaniel, who was a tire fire. Then you bring in AP, Antonio Pierce. Guys love him. Are you like like you said? Are you going to go to another? Air quotes up and comer, 
or are you going to find someone who's established? And if that's the case, I'm sure the Raiders players will be fine with it. But it was a, a weird thing uh, to go through. At EE alumni saying congratulations to former Elks asks linebacker JC Sherritt on being hired as the Rough Riders linebacker coach and run game coordinator. Very cool. He was at the University of Washington for a while, I believe, like a defensive assistant working with the linebackers. Now he'll be the linebackers coach and run game coordinator. That's interesting. That's interesting. Working on both sides of the ball for JC Sherritt. That's awesome. He was uh, he was one of my favorite linebackers to watch with the green and gold for a long time. Guy just flew around the field, an absolute tackling machine. Uh, Brandon, right now in the NHL, Casey Middlestad, Alex Tuck have goals for the Sabres, 2-0. They lead the Sharks, scoreless between the Bruins and the Devils, your Panthers, or sorry, your Ducks, trailing the Panthers, 1-0. Already? Sam yeah. Well, it's it's pretty. The game started like 15 minutes ago. There's only four minutes left in the first, so. Quick pace. Sam Bennett. That's Ducks hockey, baby. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, JT Miller has a goal for the Canucks. Chinikov for the Blue Jackets, 1-1. Yegor and the Kraken and Penguins, scoreless. Do you like these after they're like the morning afternoon games? Like, I guess if you had the day off and you go out watch some hockey, well, not the, a bad way to the spend. Sabres game had a particularly early start noon local time due to the Bills game getting moved to today. Smart. So they rescheduled the Bills game and then in a um, corresponding move rescheduled the Sabres game. That's actually shaping up pretty good for the Sabres. Talked about it at the end of uh, the Carrier show. Like, if you're a Buffalo sports fan, in theory, you hope the Sabres are running the Sharks out of the building by about halfway through the second period. It's 2 nothing right now at what I assume is probably about that timeline. Um, maybe even the end of the second, if you're up 3 nothing, are you feeling comfortable leaving, getting in your car and driving through the blizzard or what remains of the blizzard uh, to get out to Orchard Park and uh, probably miss just the start of kickoff? You know who I feel bad for? Probably a lot of people that have to deal with the elements, but Devlin Kruger has to work all the Bills play. He's a big Bills fan. Oh, I'm sure he'll find a way to tune in. Well, I'm going to certainly be watching it on my computer so he can take a look over over his right shoulder and, and check it out a little bit. But, man, what a if you had the day off and like you're a big-time sports fan in the States, absolute great sports day. You got the NFL playoffs which seems a little bit weird on a Monday doubleheader, but the weather conditions kind of made that happen. The NHL, you've got the association right now. The 76ers lead the Rockets 28-19 in the first. Joel Embiid, 11 points on pace for a pretty good game. Later, Pelicans-Mavs. There's a a lot going on. The Raptors in action tonight hosting the Celtics. Jason Tatum in town. That's always something to watch. He's averaging 27 points on the season. With with the Raptors getting RJ Barrett, have you have you noticed yourself tuning in a little bit more, or kind of not? I'll be honest, no. Um, I start keeping closer tabs on the NBA, kind of uh, once the new year cracks over. It kind of to me, the NBA f- sort of unofficially starts on Christmas Day, um, but I won't really start watching more games until the NFL season is wrapped. Because I'll be honest, during the week, the evenings when I get home, I'm sitting down and watching hockey, uh, whether there's. 10 games on or two games on split screen action one game focus i kind of bounce around uh, how i how i view my games but then on the weekends once nfl wraps up and there's less and less games then i have some more time in those gaps to maybe tune into some nba affairs um you can't argue with the results though both the raptors and the knicks uh impressive records since the trade so 
it kind of has the makings of a legitimate win-win situation. And of course, we've we've seen firsthand the success RJ Barrett and uh, Emmanuel quickly have had since joining the Raptors team. Successful road trip could have been uh, an undefeated one if not for the close loss to the uh, Lakers after the <laughs> well-documented uh, officiating mismatch when it comes to foul calls in the fourth fourth quarter. Uh, and the Knicks are there, kind of chugging along as well. So um, I will uh, more basketball will be kind of mixed in here as we progress through January and then into February for sure. Hey guys, did you see the NHL all-star jerseys? What do you think? (laughs) Well, Brandon, I mean, I I would love to throw this one out there to some of the people out there listening. What are your favorite NHL all-star jerseys? Because I mean, I I think the classic like Owen Nolan when he scored the goal and he pointed. The star. The teal and purple. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. That was the immediate one that came to my mind too, Connor. I I think that's... There were some decent ones like the late 2000s and there was nothing snazzy about them but just like red, blue, and then kind of like the the logos in the middle or whatever that said Eastern Conference, Western Conference, whatever. There were some in there that were okay, but I agree with you. Those... uh, those I think that was 90s or that early 2000s maybe. Uh, so good. The the Nolan ones is the kind of what you associate it with. Uh, those are probably my favorites. These ones, I like. I don't know. I I'll be honest. I don't get fashion. I don't understand modern uh, the the clothes the youths wear. Like we walk around this mall, Connor. Everybody's wearing the same pair of shoes. Yep. Um, people like to wear uh, joggers. Like that's the everyday everyday attire. I they're just sweatpants. Like, I don't know, we call them joggers. They're just sweatpants with cuffs at the bottom. So I, I don't get it. These could be very fashionable, these new all-star jerseys. I know it was like a collab with uh, Bieber's company, Drew, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I had heard that. I'd seen, I'd seen photos of him kind of wearing them. Yeah, and he's performing at the, the all-star game, so it makes sense. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. To me, they're ugly. But then again, so have so many other all-star jerseys been just as ugly. I did kind of like those neon ones where they were just like silver, gray or silver and like the neon yellow. I mean, when you like go back in history, was that the Campbell Conference, like the Gretzky black and orange? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love those. Like those are a clean look. But yeah, this year I'm not too sure. Let us know your thoughts. And if you have a favorite one, let us know. There's There's been some good ones. There's been some bad ones. I suppose... If you have a child who's like eight or nine years old, ask them and tell me what they think. Because that's yeah. who this game is for. Maybe we'll ask Donovan, the intern here at the break. Yeah. He's a young person. He's He looks content. He's Yeah, he's he's got his joggers and his Air Force Ones <laughs> on right now, and he's he's vibing with his, these jerseys. I will take a break. That was the inbox brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Our house is your house at the Canadian Brew House. Make sure you get the app today, and you get your free garlic fingers just for signing up. So, I mean, what's, what's the reason not to do it? Go do it. Go watch some sports at the CBH, and then the Oilers play tomorrow. And at every Oilers game, they send you to an Oilers game. Win-win. We'll take a break. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Callie and Douglas here on Sports 1440. 11.44. Connor Halley. Brandon Douglas. Justin Bieber with you here. Biebs got hits, man. When is when's Tim's going to bring back Tim Biebs? They're still... Are they still rolling out the Baileys? Yeah. Which makes no sense to me. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No offense, Tim Hortons. I they're, tried it. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> Shmim Schmortons. We'll just, well, yeah. I don't know. I I, I thought Tim Beebs were okay. You know who has better coffee than Tim Hortons? McDonald's? McDonald's. <laughs> like, it's 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 not close. 
I and mean, yeah, you can get donuts at McDonald's now too. Yeah, a little donuts. We had some uh, after the uh, media alumni game last Friday, along with a great tray of junior chickens and McDoubles, a couple cold brews, and some mini donuts for dessert or little do- little donuts, little donuts, yeah, Lil, like Lil Jordan Humphrey. Yeah, Lil. Get the, uh, the caramel one in the middle, or the maple. Ooh, that's good. Double glazed cookies and cream. So it's all good. <laughs> Endless. Yeah. Quickly, just before, before we shift off of this, the, I'd never had these before. I had them for the first time over the holiday break. I don't know where my mom, well, I assume she got them the same place I did, but they're Oreos, but they're like coated in icing. It's the most incredible thing I've ever eaten in my life. I had to, like, I stocked up my cupboard with them. Oh, really? The only thing, only issue I have, they're not as good to Dunkin' Milk because the icing on the outside kind of prevents the cookie portion of the Oreo to uh, absorb the milk, which is the best part. When you take your first bite, you can get a little absorption on the exposed cookie surface area, but there's not very much. But like the cookies themselves are unreal. They're one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. They are very good. They are. Tyler Millwood says, Timmy's coffee's better. Well, Tyler, you also thought it was J.J. McCarthy was staying <laughs> yeah. in school. Oh, so. Tyler, sorry. You're, <laughs> uh, all, your, all your opinions are caught. It was, oh, my God. I, mean, I that, don't know. That announcement came down over the line this weekend. Uh, J.J. McCarthy declaring for the draft, in case you missed it. And Connor immediately texts me, oh, too bad for Tyler from Mill Woods. Just lost all credibility. Yeah. John Morosi himself. I mean, I've been pretty outspoken about when you're wrong on a lead, <laughs> I have to question your credibility. And Tyler, you were living in my head rent free. I, I take my work home with me. So when I saw that, Tyler, you came to mind. January 10th, 1150 AM. He's coming back to Michigan. Follow up text three minutes later. You heard it here first. <laughs> Source. <laughs> Trust me, buddy. Source Michigan message boards. <laughs> Uh, J.J. McCarthy. I'm, I mean, hey, he, he knows something. He knows Harbaugh's going to the NFL, so he's jumping ship too. Uh, we got some pictures coming in regarding the NHL All-Star jerseys, comparing them to Doritos. I had not seen this. This is... For, first of all, that is not the color of Sweet Chili Heat Doritos bags. So now all of a sudden I'm questioning this. Maybe it is in the States. You know in the States, I don't know if it still is, but the salt and vinegar used to be green, like a Sour cream and onion for Lay's? Yeah. Wait, what? Like the Lay's bag here for salt and vinegar is blue, right? No, it's teal. Oh, close enough. But Which is like green. No, it's it's more blue, trust me. Trust me. And in the States, Pan it's green, check. like what our sour cream and onion would oh, be. Oh, okay. Sure. Very green. Spearmint, almost. <laughs> but yes. Mm, uh, spearmint chips. Has anybody done that? Not yet. Mint chips? What's Everyone th- loves mint everything else. New jerseys look like they've been sponsored by Carl's Jr. Yeah, the big star. Uh, Lance says, it seems the majority of Raiders fans want Mike McDonald. While most of the Discord agrees it would be okay. Mike McDonald. Uh, hand up. Who the hell's that? See Ravens? What yeah, Ravens defensive Ravens coordinator. coordinator. Okay. okay. That'd be okay, but... <laughs> Tyler, my Rams lost to Ty. Tough weekend. Uh, right? Tyler, I was on the Rams as well, so condolences. Hand up. up. My bad. It's all good, Tyler. Yes. I'm like, man, I, I, you were living in my head rent-free. I, I try to remember people's takes. So, like, when I when they happen, we can give them credit or or not. But uh, that's okay. It, it happens. Shovelhead morning, boys. The rumor McDonald's serves Tim Hortons original coffee. A number of years ago, Tim Hortons switched suppliers. McDonald's could pick them up. Shovelhead. 
I've, someone texted that that's a Gregor, and I thought he said it wasn't true, but I I've don't know. heard that rumor over the years. It makes sense because, like, straight up, Tim Hortons coffee does not taste as good as it used to. I'll just say it. And I'm, I'm not a big buy coffee guy. I like to just drink. And, like, I worked at a car dealership for a number of years. We drank the rankest swill for coffee. Like, we had the good coffee machine. That was only for customers. And we had, like, the big generic basically gumbo pot of coffee out in the main uh, in the showroom. You could serve that to people, but not if you wanted them to buy something. So I'm not a, much of a coffee snob. I am an egg snob, as uh, determined earlier on the pro, on the carrier show today. But like coffee's coffee for the most part. But there you can notice the subtle differences, even if even if you're not an aficionado like myself. Like I, I don't really notice a lot of them. But McDonald's is definitely better. People chiming in with A and W. I mean, hey, I, actually, I can't really speak because as long as I got a couple Splendas in there with some. Milk or cream, I'm good. Yeah, a thing of sugar, splash of some uh, coffee delight. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the hazelnut. You don't need creamer. that with McDonald's, though. McDonald's is good as on its own. Just I agree. You even Because like, I, I like a little cream in my coffee, just uh, basically one one little little. Like if you're getting those disposable little cups, one of those little things, that's enough for me. I will say um, I also, McDonald's, sugar-free vanilla, Iced coffee. We all know it, Connor. That's elite. Your, your go-to. That's elite. I might get one of those actually in like Today? 15 minutes when we do our mall walk. That would be a, a tasty little treat. Uh, coming up after us here on the Lowdown with Low Tide, should be a fun show with Declan Kruger and Alan Mitchell. They'll do their headlines, NHL rumors. They'll be joined by Rachel Dory of Staff Graph and Stadium. Also, BetMGM. She's everywhere. Bill Bender will be by to talk a little NFL. He, of course, lead writer with the sporting news, and then they will be joined by Jason Greger, the host of the Jason Greger Show. That'll be at 120, which will lead into the Greger Show. And on that show, we will be joined by Dave Jameson. Uh, what we're going to do, of course, I'm sure you know, but with the unfortunate passing of Robin Brownlee, we want to fill his segments with his friends and, uh, you know, obviously talk about Brownlee, but also a little sports. I think that might be the way he would have wanted it. So we'll have Dave Jameson on at 2.20. We'll hear from Cam Tate in the two-minute warning. Then Terry Ryan, kind of a growler's legend out in the uh, East Coast Hockey League. It's actually crazy that we are just about five full hours into programming, and this is the first time it's come up. I There was about nine different times I meant to bring it up with Kevin this morning, and just, you know, we, we kind of scatter brains here, uh, lose track of it. Unbelievable. 47 years old on his birthday on his birthday terry ryan ripping it up in the echl not only playing dropping the mitts <laughs> he dropped the mitts what Did do you okay. think that guy he was going up against was thinking probably like this is amazing you're like that guy's probably like i can't believe i'm fighting tim <laughs> ted hitchcock yeah like i mean that, like he was probably loving it i mean it was just such a great story and my, my favorite part is TR talking to the media after and it was really good like if you haven't missed it 15 minute presser after and he kind of talked about his daughter and you know how he wanted to you know he didn't want to embarrass her but he wanted to like let her see him play hockey so he went out and he did it but he found out the night before and he's like I haven't really said this yet but I was probably four or five pints in and then he said if this is serious I will go home right now so he said they're serious he calls a cab goes home he's like I drank four liters of water had a bite to eat and went to bed 
like, then just went and played in an East Coast game. So Terry is going to tell us all about that. Uh, I texted him after my game, man. Happy birthday. That was awesome. He's just like a lot to process right Did now. Did he send you a voice memo in reply? No voice memo that's today. TR's, that's TR's textbook move, and it's hilarious. Only when he's on set, I get the voice <laughs> notes when he's uh, uh, filming Shorzy. So he'll be by. We'll also have Ken Reed, buddy of TR. So we're going to reminisce on uh, TR's big day. Andy Petrillo will be by at 4 o'clock. At 5, Mark Spector, and then at 5.20, we'll be joined by Kevin Woodley of In Goal Magazine. Talk a little goaltending with Kev. one 1440 is the text line. Oh, Tyler. He's also 0-4 in his playoff picks so far. Now, now I feel bad about calling him out. <laughs> we need, we, you need a win here. You need something, Tyler. Let us know. Who do you have today? Who are your picks in the games today? So we can fade you. And we will like, go the opposite <laughs> direction. Uh, Tyler, in your picks, were you just like in terms of uh, straight up or picks against the spread? Because that does matter. It, yeah, it, it makes a little bit different. Um, yeah, the, the text right now, it's a lot of coffee. So Tyler says against the spread. Yeah, okay. I'm uh, th- three and one against the spread so far this weekend. Not bad. Lost on the, I, and here's the thing. If I'd taken the Rams on the spread, I'd be 4-0, but I took them on the money line. Yeah, one point. That's all you needed. Yeah. They, because uh, yeah, I think they were two and a half point dogs, if I recall correctly. Those Rams. As were the Texans. Man, I, I went back and I, I was just, as Puka Nakua was dominating, I went back and looked at his scouting reports and some of them were like iffy, but one was just like, he would be a perfect fit in the Shanahan offense. And I had to give that guy some credit. I believe he was a scout with the Bleacher Report. Man, he he's a good looking player. One year in only. They talked about it a bit on the broadcast, saying that this guy, like they said he wasn't an athlete, like a good enough athlete. Because it's true, he doesn't really do anything particularly well. He's just a competitor. And, of course, his uh, his tenacity after the catch is well documented. And last thought, this is going back to the, the Texas game, them talking about Nico Collins' improvement from last year to this one. He started doing yoga and Pilates. Well, it's, he also switched from... Davis Mills to CJ Stroud. Yeah. So I don't know how much the Pilates really played a role there. They were talking about Ogletree in their pre-draft meetings, and they said, you know, he's like him in the sense that he might not test well, his numbers might not be good, but get him on the field. And that was always the story of Jerry Rice, right? Like his 40 time might not impress you, but he's got football speed. And Puka Nakua, when he gets out there, he makes plays. That'll do it for us on the show. Up next, we got the Lowdown with Low Tide. Big show for them coming up. Make sure you send them a text right now. one 401 Say hello. Check out our podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get it from. Make sure you subscribe as well. We really do appreciate it. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Right now we're going to get to an update. Lots going on this afternoon. Brandon Douglas will let you know exactly what it is. Brought to you by... Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's Bruce Grove and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Here is the Duke.